the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Better believe it. Good morning, everyone. 45 will be the high today, and then 49 tomorrow. It's Toy Run Sunday, 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. It's a Saturday morning, December the 2nd, 2023. We have a, a full show this morning. We're going to talk about this. And I read about it over the weekend, excuse me, last week, and brought it in for the weekend show on the Francis Scott Key story. And then, of course, the passing of Henry Kissinger. In the meantime, this guy's a friend. Please say good morning, and tomorrow's a big day. It's the toy run for the 38th time, the annual Children's Hospital toy run from Mount High Harley-Davidson in Parker, Colorado. He's been so tremendous as a friend. He's been so good to me. Robbie Farrell joins us. Hey, Rob, good morning, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Good morning, Peter. Thanks a lot for having me on with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. The toy run is on, and all of us who do this, we always, and I'm sure you do it more than anyone else, just watch the weather. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And? Well, the good news is that it's going to be a clear, sunny 32 degrees uh, when people start heading out to the Aurora Sports Park in the morning. So that's going to be great. This is 38 years that bikers, and it doesn't matter, manufacturer, make of motorcycle. And it started with a couple, well, actually, Vinnie Terranova and a couple of grizzled old guys. And they took some toys out to children's back some 38 years ago. And it's grown again and again and again. And now uh, the Mile High guys have it and others have it as well. But first, where does it start? How do you do it? I went to yesterday, went to Target and then got my stuff. Talk about it, Rob, if you would. Well, it all starts with a brand new toy. Um, That's what uh, the give is to ride on the run. Um, uh, Stuffed animals are acceptable as long as they are brand new. Uh, the hospital decides, you know, there are some children that can have the stuffed animals, some children that can. I know that's a, a big misconception, but stuffed animals are allowed. A new toy, you get down to the Aurora Sports Park, uh, gates open up at 8 a.m. Uh, first wave rolls out of the sports park at 10 a.m. Uh, registration has been online. Um, so there will be people out there at the sports park tomorrow with the link for people to register on the spot. We certainly do encourage everyone to try to register today. Uh, so that way it goes quicker at the sports park and getting the waves out. Um, then it's going to be a ride through, uh, children's hospital. Um, just like it has been the past couple of years. Um, you know, you can stop long enough to get, get off your bike, get the toys to the bins, get, then get back on your bike. And then once you head out of the hospital, you head right over to Mile High Harley-Davidson of Aurora for the after party. That's where everybody's going to be getting together for some great food, music, and to celebrate what this biker community does for Children's Hospital every year. The Front Range biker community is like none other I've ever seen. And to your point directly, this is the 38th year that, that this is being done, and we are just so, so privileged to be a part of it. It's amazing. Now it starts the Aurora Sports Park, which is 19300 East Colfax Avenue. And there's plenty of 
I mean, law enforcement, military, bikers, everybody's there. And as Rob pointed out, the first wave starts to children's. And it was back in the day where we would go into the hospital and you'd meet kids. And now with flu and everything else that's going around. So, you know, actually, I know that I've met some of the people that will go tomorrow and the next, excuse me, that will go Monday and Tuesday and sort the toys. It's so emotional because not only does the little kid in the hospital get a toy, but then his brothers and sisters also get to pick one as well. And they have a big room full of toys. That's why we, we do them unwrapped, Rob, right? Correct. Why do you bring them yep. unwrapped? Yeah. That is, that's exactly why, um, you know, and what, what we like to let people know is that, you know, these toys don't only help the, the children, they help the families and not only for Christmas, but yeah. also for birthdays and, and for special occasions throughout the year. So this is, this is something that we do that the Children's Hospital can ride on for quite some time into the next year. And also, it is all true. And they uh, just about run out of toys by this time of the year because, as Robbie pointed out, it's 24-7. They're giving these out to these poor little kids and their brothers and sisters, as we pointed out. So if you're going to bring it by, I already went yesterday and bought mine. No wraps, and you just drop them off in the bins and then head over to Mile High Harley-Davidson, and the party's on. So um, I I will see you in the morning. A bunch of folks and... It is just, it really begins, at least for me, it, that makes Christmas begin, is kicking off the I, toy run. Yeah. I, I, I feel like this kicks off my holiday season for sure, yeah. Peter. And I certainly do look forward to riding by your side once again uh, and doing this with you. So well, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to and, it. And I just want to give a plug to this guy. He, um, I went through a kind of a rough summer. And he was with me all the way, and I actually phone called him from Sturgis, South Dakota. We had a long conversation, and <laughs> not, you, you, I need to say that publicly. You're you're a very fine man, Rob. I, um, your your friendship means so much. So I'll see you in the morning, everybody. The toy run is back on for the 38th year, and uh, we'll have everything ready to go. So I love you, man. I'll see you tomorrow morning, Rob. Thanks for thanks for doing. Love this. you too, Peter. All right. Thanks for having me yeah, on. My pleasure. Goodbye. All right. Um, this is how I wanted to start the show because of what we're going to talk about. So I'll turn it back over to Lou Gonzalez. Lou, hit it if you would. everyone, 710 KNUS, we are Denver's talk station at Peter Boyles, 45 will be the high, 49 tomorrow to make the run and back Monday, 52 degrees. Um, in our country today, there is something that exists called political correctness. And political correctness, if you spend time reading about it, is social Marxism. There isn't any question in my mind, and as, as a reader, and un, trying to understand so in the middle of the week, I'm reading like we always do, looking for show topics, and this one turns up. Francis Scott Key, 
who wrote that magnificent song, or wrote the, actually it was a it was a a poem that turns to music, and and in all places Montgomery County, and middle school students are taught about Francis Scott Key. And I'm, when I'm a little kid, and I suspect many of us, we just learned that he penned what would become the national anthem after watching the Stars and Stripes wave despite British bombardment during the War of 1812, Fort McHenry, right? So that's what I learned. Uh, Lou, Lou's much younger. Lou, did you learn anything more or other than that's what Francis Scott Key did? Um, uh, no, not really. I just uh, sang that song, and that was a constant before any sort of school assembly. Yeah. And, I mean, so a show of hands in Radio Land, how many of you knew? You knew the name Francis Scott Key, so what did he do? Well, you know, he he wrote this poem that becomes, or this statement that becomes the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. And he penned it. Uh, while he is watching the Stars and Stripes wave despite British bombardment during World War II. Not so fast. (laughs) That's just what you think. Well, students in Montgomery County Public Schools, however, they are learning that Key was just a racist slave owner whose time has come to get canceled. 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971, you tell me. The activist, and I pulled a bunch of different things from the Internet and I made a phone call. Activists are pushing to rename Francis Scott Key Middle School, one of the several schools in the district identified as being named after, that's right, slave owners. So... Uh, they launched this review of all the school names in the county so the school board could determine if any of them was problematic. And, of course, they came up with Francis Scott Key. So changing the name. And when it comes to Key, and so I, I did a brief read. of I've got so many other things I'm reading, but so I wanted to read about Francis Scott Key. I wasn't, I'm not a Francis Scott Key scholar. So it, when it comes to Francis Scott Key, uh, he had this very complicated relationship with slavery, very much a man of his time. He actually owned 12 slaves, according to three different articles I read. And shortly before his death, he freed seven slaves uh, during his life, which is much what Jefferson did as well. As an attorney, which he was, he represented both slaves and slave owners. Um it's it is just he's one of those one of those guys and we start taking people the first person this was done to that i'm aware of is christopher columbus columbus was no he was simply a man of his time and people are men of their time you but what we done what we have what we are watching done there's a better way to say it is taking the politically correct social marxist view of the world and applying it to men and women, particularly men, particularly white men, who lived 250 years ago or even more. And now you apply that. And we come up with this. So what what do you think? I, um, I downloaded, I can't believe how much came down, uh, talking about how many different things have been changed, how many different names have been dropped. 
And then in the 10 o'clock, Professor Jeff Smith from Baylor is coming on. We're talking about Henry Kissinger. Uh, Kissinger is dead, and there's much to be said about the life and times of Henry Kay. But uh, during the the, uh, list of monuments, memorials that were removed, and one of the uh, moments that started a lot of it was George Floyd. And you go back and track, although people were really on to removing names, um, when the George Floyd incident happened, it amped it up. And and it began uh, really working on it. You know who went down? I was surprised to hear this because I I, I read The History of Wyoming. True Ira gave me this really interesting book, The History of Wyoming. And uh, this guy plays out here, too, Kit Carson. And they removed Kit Carson. Uh, of course, forget Christopher Columbus. But um, mother, remember, remember you read about Father Sierra. And I remember reading about Father Sierra and they were building the missions in California. Remember all that stuff? Uh, Kit uh, has been accused of, of mistreatment of Native Americans. And so he's been torn down and removed. Monuments, other local figures, um, slave owners vandalized and removed thomas jefferson george washington uh, ulysses grant and now add to that list francis scott key right right or wrong i mean and why why is it happening and why why do you think it's going on and i mean i'm my my sense is and there is um, social marxism is political correctness and as long as you can find that victimization and Remember, much of Marx is is class struggle. And if you can become a building the victim class, I wonder what Marx would do. I mean, I wonder what Marx would do with with renaming or taking and taking things down. Marx was um, at best an iconoclast. And Engels was probably not as bad as Karl Marx. But all of this stuff, if you go back and particularly after the Bolsheviks, and when they started weeding things out of pictures and here pictures, any picture that had Trotsky once in it, that's that's gone. I think Buchanan, he's now gone. And it was so pointed out by George Orwell when he writes the classic 1984 about how they ran things and controlled things. So this is a, this is a way of controlling. You know that. Watching this. All right, I guess we're ready to go to work. 303-696-1971, Saturday morning. Hey, Fred, you're on the radio show, man. Thanks, and good morning. Good morning, Peter, and I hope you're having a good day. I really am. Thank you. You know, Peter, I think you've heard this quote before, but I'd like to throw it out again if it's okay with you. Sure. It comes from George Carlin. Political correctness is fascism pretending to be manners. Yeah. I mean, I, I say it's social Marxism, but I think that's even a more blunt way and a better way to say it. You know, I... I'm a student of history, as you are, and these people today want to think that the world should start today and go forward. What they need to remember is there's going to be a time in the future when maybe the future is going to look back at these people and make comments about, well, you were this, you were that, you should be disqualified. I read a book many years ago about Robert E. Lee, because I just love to read that stuff. Yeah, people think Lee was a terrible person. But they don't understand why he fought for the Confederacy. And it wasn't because he was a slave owner and believed in slavery. It was because of the fact in those days, 
you weren't as much tied to the nation as as we are today. You were tied to your state. And being a Virginian, he felt that his obligation was to Virginia. And that's why he he became a general in the Confederacy. And people just don't seem to want to go back and say, hey, what was going on then? And what did people know and understand? It's that that great moment at West Point, um, men of Virginia fall out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things are inexcusable and things are excusable, but as an amateur reader, you, and, and I've really come to this point, it really began with the attacks on Columbus. These were men of their times. Um, these were, these, they were not undifferent or indifferent than other men like them. But the, the, the social Marxism, the political correctness, reaches back in time, and it's much like I see Francis Scott Key being removed, and I'm sure you're more aware of what the Bolsheviks did after the, after the, after the purges, particularly after the, the Stalin purges. People just simply quit to They no long, long, longer existed. They were gone. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were never to talk about them again. Well, and I, there's a biblical quote that goes, he who is without sin oh, cast the first stone. Put down that rock. You know, and I look at these people again, and, and I, of course I'm an old guy like you <laughs> are, and I know these people had fa- failings, but you know, I look in the mirror and I think, I'm a good guy by nature, but I have failings. Oh. I have weaknesses. I have things that, you know, if I could go back and correct them, I probably would. But these were human beings. These were not automatons or something that's perfect. So Francis Scott Key, okay, so he held slaves. Maybe it wasn't by today's standards the right thing to do. But by, as you point out so so well, he was a man of his times. Mm-hmm. And so, again, again I you, like the George Carlin quote. Well, you and I, I suspect, and I was always a kid that read the history books. I didn't do very well in school grade-wise, but I read and would say, Francis Scott Key, hmm, Fort McHenry, uh, writes this song or writes this series of stanzas after he's watching the Stars and Stripes wave despite the British bombardment during the War of 1812. No more, no less. Now kids in public schools are being taught Key was just this racist slave white guy whose time has come to get canceled. Now, what, what, you can, you, tell me, what's the difference? I'm not sure where you're going. Well, with this. there's a purpose. What What is the purpose of? Oh, that? they want to wipe out Francis Scott Key, but there's a weird quote. They want to control these people. Thank you. It's, um, it goes back to again political correctness. It's a controlling process. If I can control the past, was been said by many, many very smart people. In controlling the past, I now control the present. If I control the present, I can control the future, and that's why. You know, history or reading history, and I'm actually reading two really good books right now, two good history books. But and when you look at the depth of it and you think to yourself, if I can control this past, how little Muffy and Buffy are being taught who Francis Scott Key is when and when uh, and he will when Lou hits that button and plays that song again, you take away the meaning of the song. Does it does that make sense? Well, to me. The song is all I'm looking for. I'm not. No, you can junk junk the song, junk the song because of who wrote it. 
I know, but it's like trying to go to Mount Rushmore and knock all those guys off the, don't off you, of the face. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> oh, I know they're trying to do it. But oh. my point, back to my point, Peter, yes, I know everybody has weaknesses. Everybody has failings in life. Maybe some are a little bigger than others. But at the same time, what those people contributed to making this country, <laughs> if it wasn't for those people and their, and their strengths at certain times, we wouldn't have the country so these little pipsqueaks can go around and be be here today. And remember, witch hunters eventually hunt themselves. Absolutely. The French Revolution is a great example. Robespierre. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have to contribute, Peter. You're a very good call, man. Thanks, Fred. Have, have a great a good morning. Day, Peter. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, we got to watch our time here. I'm going back looking at Lou. Lou, we're good? We're good to go? Lou says, yeah, 45 will be the high today. Uh, we go to Chris on line two. One line's open. Chris, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Good morning. I just, you know, out of all the insanity of the last three or four years, this is the one that just bothers me the most. The renaming and the tearing down of what I consider American heroes. You know, I grew up like you. I would go to the elementary school library and read all those books about Davy Crockett and Wyatt Earp and Geronimo and Ulysses S. Grant. And I, all of those guys, to me, are American heroes. Failures or not the good, the bad, you know, they built the fabric of this nation. No, it's it the, just breaks my heart to see it torn down. It's a quilt, as you point out. It's a fabric. And I, I saw this story Wednesday. I was reading online, and I went, I think that's a great on-air topic. And frankly, I didn't know that much about Scott Key. I suspect you're like me. You know, you know about this powerful moment where he's in Fort McHenry and he still sees the flag in spite of the British bombardments. War of 1812. That's right. And That's all I knew. <laughs> and this incredible song that Lou opened the show with. Well, now, and according to what I read, in Montgomery County, the public school children are being taught not about this man's moment looking out that window or hanging out that window, but he is just another racist white slave owner whose time has come to get canceled. Purpose. What is the purpose of saying that and teaching it? Uh, they're trying to fundamentally build America. Yeah. Yeah. Change I, it. I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but Obama was successful, apparently. Well, I no. I mean, this is long time coming stuff, and it's going to be a long time gone, but there's there there's purposeful it's again political correctness is social marxism they they hunt and i i i look at well like you know like mccarthyism or even some of the craziness we're watching now from the right hand side of the dial i mean it just i'm watching all of it and i'm thinking it's all been done before and it never ends up in a good place ever 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 so no, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, it never would have dreamed to me to feel like it's almost a defiant, rebellious act to fly an American flag on your front porch, and it kind of feels that way to me. Like I'm putting out mm -hmm. a statement, you know, that not just a patriotic one, but a come and take it kind of feeling, which is oh, yeah. weird. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there, it's it's. I used to call it getting your hackles up, or you could, you know, like. I, I I really believe that you could you know you could walk on a fight, you could come in someplace and think something's going to happen, it's going to go bad, and it's much like this today. But 
this story really got to me. And there's several schools, by the way, that have Key's name on it, and they are all in the process of taking it down. But I, it isn't so much in in my thinking that they're after Scott Key. I really think ultimately they're after that song. Oh, well, yeah. And what you said, this is a long time coming. I remember having this conversation about 12 years ago with a coworker who described himself as a liberal who who was bragging about he wrote his congressman to get rid of that song because it was too violent. Of course. And it's like, I'm not a religious person on any and all levels, but my understanding that onward Christian soldiers is no longer sung in church. Is that true? Uh, most, I, I think most churches have gotten rid of the old hymns. I don't know about, no, I don't know. I mean, Onward <laughs> onward Christian Soldiers, I think was a Civil War song, wasn't it? I, I believe. Uh, I, that I couldn't tell okay. you. Another great call, back to backs, man. Thank you. Have a good day. Um, you too. I got to keep an eye on Lou here. It tells me what's going on. I'll take a turn around here. 303-696-1971. Uh, also, Henry Kissinger died, and uh, Jeff Smith from Baylor. Um, he, he's a complex, complex individual, and there's plenty of people that charge him with being a war criminal. We'll talk about that, but this this story, it, there, it just laced into me uh, earlier this week on Francis Scott Key. All right, ski resorts, starting to snow, conditions, making a perfect time to consider taking your skis and snowboards for a tune, or maybe, like do a Pete Boyle's, getting new gear for Christmas. And the best winter sports equipment, the best guys, the guys at Larson Ski and Sport, located south of I-70 on Kipling. So whether you're looking to rent or buy equipment, Larson's has you covered. Dedicated to providing you with the best skiing experience possible, the convenience of Larson's is unbeatable. Paul and John Marriott and his son Jack, perfect stop on your way up or down the hill. You find them the large wooden building next to the Crab Shack. So you're going, you're, you're going westbound on I-70, westbound and down. Kipling exit, go off, stay down the ramp, make a left, go underneath I-70. Come out the other side, look to your right. You see the Crab Shack right next to the Crab Shack. Giant wooden building, seven days a week, Larson Ski and Sport. Whatever you need, whatever you want. John and the guys, absolute experts. Uh, snowboards, cross-country, whatever you want. Goggles, warm clothes, gloves, boots. See them seven days a week. Rentals for you and the kids and grandkids. Larson Skid Sport, south of I-70 on Kipling. 303-423-0654. Website, L-A-R-S-O-N, LarsonSport.com. Lines are jammed. Good morning, everyone. Can't stop the Midnight Rider. It's a Saturday morning, December the 2nd, 2023. Good old 710 KNUS, 45 the high today and 49 on Sunday. Sunday is the toy run. We had Robbie Farrell on talking about it. It's a, it's a big one. We'll punch it up through the morning. And then coming up, as I mentioned, we'll talk about the life of Henry Kissinger. In the meantime, I read this, um, the removal of Francis Scott Key's name from elementary and middle schools, and uh, particularly this comes out of Maryland, is where I picked it up, Montgomery County. And they're learning that uh, these kids in school, and I, we're talking about what we learned, what, she, what he said, what she said. I'm a little kid, a little history geek, and um, what did Francis Scott Key do? Well, he watched 
the Stars and Stripes, despite, I guess maybe that's a good way to say it, despite the British bombardment during the War of 1812. So in public schools today, they are learning that Key was just another racist white guy, white male, who uh, his time has come to get canceled. Uh, let's go back to our phones. Uh, we go to Tim. Hey, Tim, you're on a radio show Saturday morning. Thank you. Good morning, Peter. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Um, great show. I'm, it's very, very thought-provoking. I, you know, I'm just saying, you know, removal of statues of our past or is, you know, history repeats itself. It's very indicative of what happened oh, yeah. in the uh, Soviet, you know, in France. We, France, oh. we can talk about Russia and then China. This is the first step of going into a totalitarian regime, you know, and you see what's going on. I just, uh, I fear that, you know, we're going down the path of doing that. There's no question. And, you know, you know, and, you know, you have a grandkid. I just fear for our kid, our future. It just doesn't look well when you see what's going on, you know, you know, oh, concerning what the Palestinian Israeli war right now and how things are this just shows what do you ultimately it, it, it was cl- it was clear and clear to me ultimately mm-hmm. that song will play here again in a moment that's really what they're mm-hmm. after uh, Scott key if if his work is represented in that song then we can't play that song because of whom he whom we say he was in other words, you know, um, if he's this white, racist, white male, European slave owner, his his work should be canceled as well. Do you, do you see that as the next logical step? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's from the ne- next step of anything dealing with a white male. He is now going to be shunned as, uh, no, we, we need we need no longer look that way. Anything to be proud of as a white male is going. But to I don't know if it's white. I mean, it, it, yeah, I don't I know if it's so. white male so much as it's uh, about the country in and of itself. Um, well, I, I, I think that any time you know you have a government, you know, there, what what is the fact of the whole point of affirmative action? It is going against well, the white male, anything like that. But, affirm, but affirmative action, again, early on, you've got to be, again, cautious in, in lump-summing things. Anybody that thinks that uh, black men and women weren't excluded or other people were not excluded needs to really mm-hmm. read some history because, I mean, I— Well, no, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not disagreeing with that. The point of it now, you know what? Did you, did, did you know they had affirmative action in Russia, too? Yeah, but, that's, but, but that's that's comparison analysis, and it doesn't work. Um, I worked in a steel mill. Well, because it doesn't. I work because the, you're talking about affirmative action vis-a-vis what you could take people off and kill. I'm race. I'm right in the race. middle of reading race. about it again. It, uh, it was race. It had to do exactly with race. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. It had exactly. And my wife Soviet. Wait a minute. Go slow. And Soviet Union during what? During the time of Stalin? When was when? When was this? Take? No, I'm talking about in the 60s and 70s. Under whom? They looked at you know. They looked actually. Every passport had a you were linked as your race and stuff like that. Well, yeah, if you but, were Jewish. They allowed only so many Jews within the. Yeah, but the that doesn't. What, how does that have to do population. with? The, how does that have to do with helping people get educated and getting jobs in this country? Well, the point is now. No, the point is that. The po- well, I, the, no. And again, you, you just skipped ahead of it. Look, when 
I'm a kid working in a steel mill, and I went in at 17 as a laborer, and I could join the union at 18. Black men were in that mill pushing brooms like I did and digging ditches, and they were not allowed to be in the union. Now, it took a, it was called the, the Philadelphia Plan. It was, they changed, the unions had to change. And that's, I agree. I agree. Well, but that okay. has nothing to do I with. I mean, every path, we, 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 no, no one's perfect. No society. I'm making it up. I'm, what I'm saying to you is this idea you said all oh, the Soviet Union had it. No, no. I mean, you're talking well, they about. They had that point. Of the, they, they had that point. I'm not, I'm not talking that point because they, they didn't have blacks in the Soviet Union. But the point of looking the, at everybody, everybody, everybody has an underclass. And, and, you know, it's like, again, using Ireland as the example, you can go and you can see Protestants and Catholics standing together, and I defy you to tell me the difference, and they can. So it isn't that way. So it just doesn't work. I, I, just, I just say from this point of view, I'll go back to it. I think this is always the indicative of destroying your past in order to bring in a new future. And the point is, every well, yeah, time sure. this happens, and that did happen. Mass deaths happen. Uh, you, 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 you basically have in car uh, putting people in jail. We have basically uh, brainwashing all that stuff, and we're already seeing that within our well, that's, system. I just and that was you know, that was the Soviet Union. <laughs> that was yeah. People and, just vanished and disappeared. All right, man. Right. Thank you. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. The law offices of Dan Kaplis. Danny's believed to be the only attorney. In Colorado history, to win five straight multimillion-dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. He's my friend, the men and women on the job. They won the largest truck crash jury verdict in Colorado history. The firm's history of seven- and eight-figure settlements and his verdict speak for itself. They're a firm where good people from all walks of life, without regard to ability to pay, receive the level of legal representation the powerful and the rich do enjoy. Dan's my friend. Capless Law Firm. Talks cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. The Capless Law Firm believes that who you hire says so much about you to everybody involved in the case. They suggest you choose a firm, but make that phone call to him. Ask him. You can ask questions. Talk to Danny. Need to help? 303 770 303 770-5551, or hit dancaplislaw.com. Danny's last name is C-A-P-L-I-S. He just is the guy. He's the good guy, C-A-P-L-I-S, caplis.com. Um, i got a second here to read this. Uh, we're good? All right. Uh, for, a well-read, for a well-read person, your view of history is fatally flawed. You don't see statues of Nazis in Germany, do you? Why do you think the Confederate statues should remain in place or a taxpayer-owned land. Robert E. Lee, by the way, did not want statues honoring himself. That's very true. These memorials weren't erected until the 1800s and 1900s by the DAR. You're right again. Um, Francis Scott Key was not just a man of his time, so certainly he was. He was actively supported the idea black people were subhuman. That's men of their times. Uh, and the that's estimated hundreds of thousands of titanal tribes that Columbus slaughtered. It's hard to see any reason why you're supporting this BS idea while taking a realistic view of history as a social Marxist. I mean, WTF doesn't nonsense mean anything. Well, yes, it does, because here it is. You know, you, you can't defend the past, but why? You know, you study it, you learn from it, but eliminating it 
If you're a well-read person, as you claim, then you know where that goes. I mean, for heaven's sakes, want to learn? Fine. But don't do what this, that's the stuff that the Nazis did do. That's the stuff that the Soviets did do. Uh, in Afghanistan, there was a, and it had been there for centuries, it was called the Reclining Buddha. And it was a Buddha on his side. And when along came, you know who, they took C4 and they exploded and killed the Buddha. And the Buddha's not there anymore. The reclining, what, was, what purpose was that? Well, in their world, much like what you're talking about, that Buddha had no purpose anymore because they were Muslims. And the Buddha represented something that we had to get rid of. No, you learn from things, but you don't destroy them. And the list of monuments and memorial, memorials, rather, that have been taken down. And, I, you know, in the world, I see that they want key gone, but they want the song gone as well. You know who these people are. All right, we go to Rick. Thank you for waiting. You're on a radio show. 45 will be the high. Good morning. Now, it seems to me like there's a bunch of psychopaths around everywhere. They think they're going to change Christianity. And actually, our church uh, has, we don't, not very often, but we've seen the uh, Battle Hymn of the Republic just in the last well, couple of years. Well, one thing for sure, Christianity certainly changed itself many, 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 many times over the centuries. Well, it's adapted. But you know what? Uh, the church, it's further, more than that, there's been several churches, this is down, near downtown, have had rocks. It's never, ever happened. And these churches are like maybe 130 years old. Through rock, through, it's like about 12 foot by 12 foot stained glass window. Through it, into at two churches, Christian churches, just within this last like two three months. Well, but what does what does that have to do with what we're talking about? Help me. Well, a lot. It just shows you the inherent, apparently, hate towards Christians that exists around. I mean, you throw a rock through a stained glass window, it costs twenty thousand okay, 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 dollars. Right, whoa, 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 slow. But is this being done by by? Uh, by state sanctioning. That's what's happening here with these memorials and these name changes is done with the sanctioning of the state. What happened to you is just, or what you happen, that's just vandalism. I mean, it's yeah, like... It's I, again, yeah, but I mean, I guess the whole a fight like that, it's just, it's never happened in the country. It well, costs tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, to no, but all around, there's these, the people have can have... I mean, it's but still look, a minority of people, but they seem to be emboldened look at the to really hate Christianity. Look at the swastikas that are now reappearing and the stars of David that are appearing. And um, Well, as far as the swastikas, I don't support them in the church. Actually, no, actually the church has I, had many no, events. No, I mean, no. I, know guy, I grew up in the Illinois military tract and about everybody. And you probably, in your experience from in your childhood, many people were in World War II in the fighting, really. But, but the point is that there's a difference between state sanctioning and just some throwing a rock through a window kind of a thing or putting a taking a, a spray can and well i think some of them must be kind of emboldened i mean they've well, got sure. good jobs and oh, no, listen. with the university or something it, like that it's back I, I say cornell university is no different than heidelberg university in 1935 or 1934 um it was the you know these young academicians who glommed on to uh, national socialism at, at Heidelberg and were no different than this insanity at, or by the way the insanity at Ivy League schools in America today. 
Right. So. Well, I sure appreciate your going oh, you're going into this, 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 yeah. this, this uh, essential topic and everything. And well, hey, maybe look, sometime could, maybe you could do a whole show on uh, World War II itself. Well, we know quite a bit about do, it. Do it a lot. Hey, thank thank you. you. All right, man. Thank you. All right, three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. No, you're you're missing the point. Um, we have a we have a very checkered past. The nation has not all. We were going to talk about Henry Kissinger. Um, anybody that thinks it was all, you know, one-way streets and green lights and everything for the history of this country, no. We have, we have terrible things have happened, terrible things the nation has done. But that's not the point of doing this. Eradication is not the answer to any of this. 303-696-1971, in fact... It is the exact opposite. If you go look into countries that have done exactly these things we're watching watching happen, oh, my God, the outcome is horrible. The Arvada, Army-Navy surplus in Old Town, Arvada. Kenny and I rode the motorcycles up there and had the best Saturday um, beyond Army supplies. They have an extensive selection of Levi's and Carhartts and a wide variety of knives and durable hiking and work boots and all your camping and outdoor needs. Trusted retailer in the heart of Old Town, Arvada, since 1984. Steve and the staff are incredibly knowledgeable and assist you in finding the perfect gift. You want to shop someplace. It is my true favorite. Uh, go to Army Navy Surplus. Even when I was a little kid, man, I used to wander in these things. And the, the Army Navy Surplus store in Arvada, the mission's clear. Provides you with a vast selection of high-quality gear at prices that won't empty your wallet. Mention 710-KNUS and receive a free customized military dog tag, keepsake of the holiday season. Uh, the store has so many cool things to check out. And you wander up and down the aisles, look at this, look at this, look at this. You never want to leave. I and mean, once you step foot inside the Arvada Army Navy Surplus Store, a historical military gear is on the wall. Your kids and grandkids have fun. Stop by. Old Town, Arvada. Check them out at arvadasurplus.com, A-R-V-A-D-A, surplus.com. It's arvadasurplus.com. All right, Lou, what are we going to do? Take a break. All right, Lou says break, we break. Saturday, 710 KNUS Denver's Talk Station, the 2nd of December, 45 will be the high. 28 tonight, tomorrow, the toy run, 49. We get a break, 52 on Monday. Coming up, we'll talk about Henry Kissinger, dead at 100 years of age. Now we're talking about... The uh, Francis Scott Key and the song itself, 710 KNUS. Whitney Houston. Watching all of this and writing this down is. None other than Francis Scott Key. He penned this that becomes the national anthem. Watching the Stars and Stripes wave despite British bombardment during the War of 1812. And that's what we were taught, big deal. However, in Montgomery County Public Schools, the man who wrote this song, now we're learning that Key was just a racist white slave owner whose time has come to be canceled. So how close are you? If you can do that, 
doesn't the song stand to reason to have to go as well? Good morning. I'm Peter Boyles. It's going to be 45 for high, 49 on Sunday. Back to the phones we go. We go to Jack. You're on a radio show, man. Good morning. It's a Saturday. Yeah, uh, let me let me try to be real quick. Uh, you're pointing out Columbus Day. That was the beginning of the of the removal of, of people that weren't politically correct in the eyes of whoever was the making be- those decisions. That, that's that the best time. best of my knowledge. Yes. Yes, that is, and we both remember that very well. Then, when you mentioned about every every group of people has a, a an underbelly, and of course, I'm sure you remember uh, shanty and lace lace curtain. Of course, steam heat, the steam heat, and a, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we Italians have the same thing. Sure. I'm not a black hand. Yeah. Okay, I grew up with them, but I'm not one of them. All right, let me go to Frank Scott Key. At about the same time he wrote that song, the senator from the state of New York spent 20 years diligently keeping any legislation getting to the floor that would, that would abolish slavery. He did that for 20 years. After that, he became a vice president, and then he became the eighth president of the United States, and he's also the father of the Democrat Party. Well, so with the logic that they're using on Scott Key, can't we say that because of his damage to, to, to the black community in his political yeah, and official capacity, shouldn't the Democrat Party be abolished? Well, but they, and you know we, who I'm talking uh, about if you well, think for a minute. Well, remember, they were called the Dixiecrats. And if you look for the, the Klan was Protestant, white, Democrat males. That's who founds. That's who is the Klan. Um no, I mean you're well taken. There was some. There was a group called the Dixiecrats that stood stood against any form of uh, integration. Uh, they were in the Democratic Party. That's Richard Nixon's great Southern, uh, the, you know, the, what they called the, the, his, his Southern campaigning. It's it's complex, but no, I mean I agree. The critique is there, but you, once this starts, and it already has started, and it's social Marxism, political correctness. Do you see the outcome of this, where ultimately this is going to end up? It doesn't end up, Jack, in a good place. It can't. It never has. Well, the, the eighth president of the United States was Martin Van Buren. Sure, of course. And, and, at that, and he started the Democratic Party. It used to be the Republican Democrat Party and, mm. and the Whigs. And then he spun it off as the Democrat Party. But he had spent 20 years before that as a, as a senator stopping all legislation well, that would free the slaves. But, but the real, so that's your Democrat Party founder. The real rise of the Democrat Party, or, the, or, the, or that Southern Democrats, happens uh, after the American Civil War. I mean, people, look, again, this country, or any country for that matter, you have this, this history that's um, it's at best checkered. Nothing is clean. Nothing is pure. Everything okay. is a, everything is a, I mean everything is a series of gives and takes, mistakes, and the right thing to do. So, but what what the politically correct do is they like all witch hunting. They have to find things like this and then destroy them. But my question to you, and I always love it when you call Jack. What's the purpose of this? Okay, you're talk, everything that you talked about so far is the Democrats trying to get their way for here. Well, here in the last few months, they've reached for second gear, and you touched on that lightly. What they're doing now is they're deciding that they're going to decide who is and who isn't an insurrectionist without due process of law of any kind whatsoever. No, no, you're changing. Run, don't, 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 don't go there. Don't, don't go there, because that's ridiculous. Don't change that up. I'm coming back to this. There is a purpose, of because of, of, of Scott Key is whom they say he is. 
then how can that song be anything but because Scott Key wrote it? There's no connection there. It's of course there is. On their part. Well, no, of course there is. But but if you can, you you reach for these things when when I when they got when they got rid of Kate Smith, and initially when this all began, or besides, I just want to get uh, Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson and uh, I don't know, fill in the blank. Not, then they got yeah, it never stops. And that that's but that's the point of the witch. It's the point of the you know yeah. the the hunting. And so when. And that's why I think this is really a significant thing to talk about because already, you know, the, all the kinds of things that are being said already, already, but look where you're going to go. And that's the part that's scary. Well, they've grabbed the second gear. All I got to do is call you an insurrectionist and they can destroy you without oh, any due process, on. no trial, quit no it. proof, no quit evidence, it. no quit anything. Quit it. Okay. All right, man. Listen, thank you. 303 696 1971. Your turn. Um, the list of monuments and memorials that have been removed uh, is amazing. I didn't think when I downloaded it last night to get ready for the show, and it, it goes on for page after page after page, and the hunting goes on. And believe me, when I tell you, when and and this is there, there's guilt on all around you people that want to ban books, people that want to go into libraries or public schools, control what little kids read or don't read. You can read at a level. I mean, I, I'm convinced we were we were talking about this. I, um, I, my mother, um, and my mother in eighth grade education, but she was a reader. My dad read. And I think, I know, I know my mom went to eighth grade, got as far as eighth grade. But their view of the world was, if you can, if you can read it, read it. I mean, if you can, you know, like there's books I, I don't believe I could have read because I wouldn't have not understood them. It's like giving me a math book today. It's no, not going to understand it. But the things that I could read, they never stopped me from reading them. And now this weed and seed and going into public libraries and going into and taking books out. That's scary, and it's done from both sides. The battle over school boards and who's going to have the right to say what. We have to find a way, because if not, this country sits on a precipice right now that is, you don't want to go on the other side of this. And so middle school kids, and like I'm an old guy, and there's a lot of old guys listening, and we were taught about Francis Scott Key. I remember there was like a, a, a painting or something that I, he was looking out a window over Baltimore Harbor, I think, and he's, you know, the kind of classic patriotic portrait. And the, the Brits are back, and their, their cannons are going off, and the rockets are going off, and he can still see our flag. The flag was still there. And it was a, it's a very powerful, powerful piece, and it becomes the national anthem. So that's what we were taught. Not so fast. Montgomery County Public Schools, however, now these little kids, little, 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 little beginning mind thinkers, that Scott Key was just, a, just another, not just a, but just another white racist slave owner 
whose time has come to get canceled. Social Marxism is political correctness. What is it that they ultimately want? And could Scott Key exist and could the song exist? Sure, of course, but that's not what they want. Could you point out that Scott Key was flawed? Yeah, sure. You could do that, but the song itself is so magnificent. And he, you know, regardless of, of this position, and he, he sees this brilliant moment for this country that he apparently loves very much, and he sees it. And in spite of everything, in spite of the, the uh, wave of British bombardment during the War of 1812, he sees the stars and stripes waving. That's pretty powerful stuff, you know? And just play it. These drums start to play, and we're past 10 o'clock, aren't we? (laughs) I'm sorry. So let me do this. We'll get out of here for a second, come back, and we'll talk about the life and times of Henry Kissinger. There's You talk about, yes, having said that, from Baylor University, Dr. Jeff Smith shows up right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.